Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFLP episode 533. We're live tonight. It is Monday, June 19th. I'm Lucas. I am joined tonight by Peter. Forever Destron. And Phil. What's going on out there, internet people? And an incognito Nick. Hi, everybody. So, we're trying to keep his identity a secret or something like that. So we have audio only. Yeah, I'm a top secret informant, would you believe? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that one time when Paul tried to pretend that he was, you know, secret agent yeah. or something like that. Like whatever, so. Yeah, where he was like the secret scalper. Or, yeah. Oh, just... oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. um, yeah, I apologize to everyone for, uh, I, I think originally we posted 9.15, uh, decided to push it to 9.30, just kind of getting everybody together and, and whatnot. And this is partially why we had moved things off of Monday night, because it's hard for us to make it earlier, but, uh, here we are. So we got 15 minutes to hit this. Let's, let's hit the ground running. Let's go. <laughs> why would you pull up that old picture of me? <laughs> Trying to find a photo of you that, like, you know, didn't have other people in it and stuff. There's yeah. one of that's not that's Shia LaBeouf. That's that boy. That's that boy meets world guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Here you go. This the is the uncanceled one. savage. That's yeah. Jeez. There you go. So yeah, we uh, we got a lot of things going on in Transformers uh, here. Last week, you guys talked about. You did your spoiler cast on the the new movie, right? We did. We did. Peter liked it. Uh, and, and Nick, have you seen it yet? Uh, I'm waiting for streaming. Okay. Lucas, I, I think you said you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my kids really liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely up there. I'd say it's top three for me as far as, like, the new live-action movies. That's a low bar. Wow. 
mean, at some point you've got to play nice, man. At some point you've got to stop being so cynical. What? You said this to me? I'm just playing in front of a bunch of GoBots, man. I'm here to I'm here to show love. Oh Nick, have you God. done have you done the GoBots movie yet on your Infinite Pain list? Uh, no, no. I there I don't know, know if we can do idea. that one. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to bring down the wrath it? of Hanna Barbera or whoever owns the Ooh, animation. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Hanna Barbera is still around. Well, well it's, owned by Warner, Time it's Warner. Warner Brothers essentially. Yeah. So uh, do you want yeah. do you want HBO Max to come eat your lunch? No, yeah. probably not. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure that movie is available on streaming on Max, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So for those of you who don't know, my my oldest son's name is Max, and now that HBO switched over, that like I'll get the emails and it's just titled Max, and it's like what's on like new on this week on that streaming, and it's like seeing an email pop up in your inbox that just says Max, like all right, what do my kid do now? It's like nope. It's it's about some freaking new streaming thing. So it's annoying. But yeah, so uh, Nick, you should definitely check out the new movie. So it's it was definitely fun. So yeah, I, I intend to watch it as soon as it hits streaming. I'm just I'm not going to the movie theater. I'm not paying money for this. <laughs> I'm already paying for streaming services. Understandable. I was in disagreement. <laughs> come come down. <laughs> Come down to Florida, and I will uh-huh. take you, pay your own way to get to Florida, and I will take you to the movie. <laughs> You're welcome. I feel like that defeats that, that that defeats the point of not spending money on a movie ticket. <laughs> You're not spending money on a movie ticket. <laughs> You're spending money to come hang out with Peter. Bingo. Oh, and that's priceless. I that's noticed true. that you skipped me last time. You're grounded. Oh. <laughs> We tried to meet up, but you know we were busy. You were busy. I was busy. We couldn't make Everyone's it work. Everyone's busy. Yeah. I know. Life did sound, not sound uh, like my dad. find a way. <laughs> can't can't have a catch, Dad. I guess you're just too damn busy, huh? Oh, jeez. Now I'm stuck collecting the toys. Cats the in the life. cradle with the silver spoon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we got the movie. We got the. I guess there's a a, a live stream tomorrow right where they're revealing some toys indeed is that true so yeah so we probably should have been better off you know doing <laughs> this after but uh you know hey it's fine but we really want to focus on the new comic that is coming well out. wait wait we did get some some toy reveals and orders that came up last week oh yeah what so the the, the toxitron the toxitron toys leak like the whole lineup of toxitron toys leak so we got Laser Cycle Not Jazz, that, that was new, had not be, been seen before. We got a new G2 Sideswipe. Um, yes. Finally. Yeah. And then uh, we had actually go up for sale some of the Buzzworthy sets. We got uh, Dying Ironhide uh, paired with Dying Prowl <laughs> um, in a two-pack. And then we got a, uh, a re-release of Studio Series Grimlock um from the the bay verse grimlock age of extinction and then we've got a four pack of uh army builder transformers of which i think peter was probably the only one who saw the the green guy and knew off the bat who he was <laughs> yeah i i would have never put that together <laughs> yeah so 
because I'm not just I'm not just wiki smart. I, I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then Anna was super super excited because there's a Kiss Player uh, toy head in there. It's an animated toy. Yeah, yeah. It's an animated toy that homages Kiss players. Okay. <laughs> um, but Anna's excited regardless of the fact. Yeah. <laughs> and then no one's happy about not Skywarp. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like him. It's or not the more thing is, Thundercracker, is, yeah. yeah. Even though Anna was supposedly excited, I think she was still on the fence about actually ordering it. If she Which, wants the auto rooper, I'll, I'll take the G2 guys to hang out with my G-Axis. If she, Anna, if you're listening, I'll split a pack with you. Multiple packs. I need like seven of them. You can have, <laughs> you can have half of my auto roopers. And they're auto roopers, not auto troopers, just so everyone's clear. Cause... Wouldn't they be auto looper? No. <laughs> so were you able to actually order them? Or are you going to do the thing with Target where you order them and then they cancel? Yeah. Did I even bother to try? No, I've <laughs> given up. I've given up on pre-orders altogether. I'd rather just be mad at the store and everyone who has one when I don't than even make the attempt. And then I'll spend more. On the back end, it's a win, 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 win for cynicism. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. And that's Peter. Peter truly to dances to the beat of his own drum. Yeah. See? Look at him go. So I'm also oh. curious, and, and this goes for everybody in the chat too, who has ordered the, the pack with um, Ironhide and Prowl? I have. I, I do not know one. I don't know if I'm going to keep both of them. I want your Ironhide if you're going to get rid of him because it looks like he's not uh, molded in clear plastic like the Studio Series 86 normal version, which means he's like molded in red. So if the reds match, you can do some parts swapping. You and know, have one that won't shatter on you. Have one that won't shatter on you. What a fucking concept! What a concept! Orson oh, agrees. Baby. Right? This is Orson. He's my friend. Oh, so so the thing that annoys me about this pack, right, is and I don't know, like, do you guys like the gimmick first off about those? Uh, they're not which, dead which gimmick, the dying gimmick or the. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, the, the shot there needs the to be like chest. Mouth. Yeah, they need altered heads yes. on fire. <laughs> yes. Ironhide just needs to have a missing head with a scorch mark on his neck ball. Well, you know. What annoys me about this set, right, is that in order to get the absolute perfect painted version, like that looks really like the animation, I have Mm -hmm. to have a stupid shot through the chest or whatever of the thing. I don't want that. Can you just give me the stupid, like the Ironhide is kind of the same thing where it's like it's not in the clear plastic. It actually has a stripe down the side. Like it, it looks really good. Same thing with the Prowl. Like, I really like it how they have those, you know, the uh, blue cel-shaded windows. But no. And I know, Peter, that you're just going to tell me, well, in five years, they're just going to re-release again <laughs> with the slightly better version. So. so you're telling me they're giving you an incremental improvement and you're going for it. You're going to spend the money and in four years, Lucas, let's be realistic, okay? Four years. You're going to get another one. And it'll be... 
another couple steps forward and half a step back, and it'll have, I don't know, no accessories or missing. It'll be Prowl 2. It'll be Prowl 2, also from <laughs> Final Techy era, and it'll have the wrong head. It'll have Chip Chase's head. <laughs> Holo- hologram Chip Chase head. It'll be a hologram head of Chip Chase. And then they'll finally give us a Devastator Prowl head, but it'll be in scale of deluxe size Prowl. Will be way too small to fit on a Devastator toy. And it'll be yellow for no reason. Because don't you guys love G2? You guys went crazy for the G2 capsule toys. Aren't you just a bunch of suckers? And we're all going to buy it. I'm putting my foot down, man. I'm I'm not buying... He had the nerve to call me cynical. But Nick, I guess you you're still on the everything train, right? Yep, for the moment. <laughs> for the most for the most part, I mean, I guess that there are some lines that have been drawn, right? The Robo yeah. Center, whatever kind of deal. But I, I, yeah, I think it's easy not to count that. So yeah, so uh, I I did buy five of the uh, Troop Builder set. God knows if the if the ones from Target actually show up, as you said. But that means I got to find another five in store because I want ten. And we'll see what happens. We'll see where I get to with that. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing that display, Nick. Someday. <laughs> you know, when they the bury me, of the, they'll build it around me. The display of the ten <laughs> packages that get sealed into a bin? Oh No, they all get opened. <laughs> oh, okay. He I stacks open them floor to ceiling. He stacks them up real big. Oh, like. don't, yeah. don't tell people how I live. <laughs> it's like I'm replicating New York City, but out of Transformers out of boxes. boxes. Oh God! Uh, All right. Well, is there some way I can put a picture of this up in chat? Oh, you know what? I can send a picture to Peter right now, and he can show everybody. Yeah. Nickzilla, and just like stomps around. <laughs> this is this is the view from my bed at the moment. Are you sending me something? I don't know if I can take a picture without any laundry in it. All right, this is riveting <laughs> podcasting action, folks. Someone's sending me a photo so I can show it to the people who aren't <laughs> able to see it. So you can embarrass right. me live on stream. Oh, we use technology. Anyway. But then oh, it'll I just have like have the reflection of of us in the in the background there. Mm, the reflection of a very naked Nick. Oh no, not so golly. much. Floor to ceiling. I know right? Star Wars. I'm just, it's flying. It's I was watching something with oh, the yeah. There there was a guy, actually a collector here in Kansas City that bought his neighbor's house. Like so the house went up for sale next to his house and he bought yeah. the house so that he could have his collection of the other house. That's what that's I told awesome. That's what I told that's girl we're doing with the place next door. The guy that sings way too loud when he's mowing his lawn, he has his, his noise canceling headphones and he just sings. Aww. It's a it's adorable and obnoxious and I want to What buy is he singing? House. What what are some of his uh favorite tunes there? He likes slow jams. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like passionate mid nineties slow jams. Oh my god. How can you wow. come along to that? Luther Vandross? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like that that cloth right there. Oh jeez, <laughs> it's out, it's outstanding! Wow, you need to take a video of that. That's that so fantastic. <laughs> okay. Florida man mowing his lawn. 
Yeah, but this is a very different take on Florida man. <laughs> this is a Florida man who isn't going to hurt anybody, you know? Yeah. Not well, then you find out he's on bath salts and uh, he, he mowed over like his neighbor's faces. <laughs> I'm his neighbor. Yeah, I know. Wow. Don't worry, Peter. It would be an improvement. So, oh, so that would make that would that would make us rivals, and I want to avoid my rivals. So we'll go into a, a space where we can. Oh, oh, yeah, what, what, what a segue! Yeah, this there you professional. Go. So yeah, so I guess technically we don't have Transformers comics yet, right? It's uh, it's called Void Rivals, I guess is yep. the uh, the current one. So some Kirkman guy or something? I don't know. Robert. <laughs> Kirkman, <laughs> Mr. Walking Dead, Mr. Invincible himself, yeah. Robert he's so Kirkman. special, just because he does Walking uh. Dead. <laughs> I mean, like, that's made some money, I guess. Mm, just yeah. a little bit. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, Nick, I guess... I, I don't know. Uh, what's what's the story on on this uh, whole image and Transformers stuff? Well, well can we can so, we pause and just like for those people who don't know, Nick, uh, are you comfortable telling everyone what your day job is? Yeah, I, I own St. Mark's Comics. I own a comic book shop in uh, in Brooklyn. So that's what so I Miles do. Miles is his Spider Man. What's that? Miles is your Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um. Yeah, when I'm when I'm not stuck in bed flat on my back because my back went out, I, I run a comic shop. That's the short answer. <laughs> so this is uh, this is something that's pertinent to you uh, on a couple different levels. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> so let's see. What what do you need to know? Void Rivals number one is basically enemy mine. If you know the trope. Uh, where these two individuals from opposite sides of a galactic war find themselves stranded on an alien planet, and they have to either work together to survive or kill each other. Um, so all of that goes down, and then in the last seven or eight pages of the book, Jetfire shows up out of nowhere. Just... He goes, hi, yeah, I'm like... Jetfire, and then he leaves. It says, hi, I'm Jetfire. Man, I've been asleep a long time. Oh, I got wind <laughs> erosion. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he does He does his poochie. I have yeah. to go back to my home planet. <laughs> I must go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> Let's hope that Jetfire doesn't die on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> yeah. He'll be there um, with uh, Poochie and Cara Dune. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, they find a spaceship and they're like, Hey, cool. We found a spaceship. We don't have to try and repair our own spaceship. Let's, let's use this spaceship. And they, they get it powered up and all of a sudden, like it starts rumbling. And then the next page is a big uh, splash page of, uh, our guy Jetfire. Mm-hmm. And he must go find Cybertron. And so, then, yeah, the book does continue for, like, two more pages where it's, like, you know, the, like the story crap. of Void Rivals is still continuing. Mm-hmm. These, these characters are going to have an actual story. And, and, and like Nick mentioned, it's very reminiscent of uh, Enemy Mine, which was, like, Lou Gossett Jr. and Dennis Quaid in 1986 or so, which was 
a movie based on uh, World War II drama where two pilots crash land on an island together, a Japanese dude and an American dude, and they have to like work together to do whatever, except enemy mine takes some twists and turns, which are fun. Uh, but yeah, this is neat. We've seen this story before. We've seen You've seen it in cartoons where the good guy character and the bad guy character, there was a season two G.I. Joe episode where uh, Slipstream and a, and, a, and a Stratoviper both crash and they have to like team up and do things like you're my enemy, but we got to be pals for the next five minutes. When next we meet, we will be enemies. And then, eh. but then Jetfire shows up in this comic. So that's pretty neat. And the art's yeah. good. Yeah. And there are little, sprink- little sprinkles of, of ads throughout the book saying what's coming um right so the 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 next three titles that are going to launch in this new energon universe because that's the big tag right there this is the energon universe uh is transformers number one and followed by duke number one of gi joe and followed by cobra commander number one also of gi joe now, they, it was explained to me that at any given moment, they will have four titles running in this Energon universe. And as one title ends, they'll rotate others in. But it's going to be four books at any given time, probably so that there can be, you know, one book, a, one book a week in terms of the shipping pattern. And who is writing and drawing the Transformers book, Nick? Transformers book is Daniel Warren Johnson. And, and what podcast has some interviews with daniel warren johnson up on their youtube page right now why i think we do <laughs> oh do any other podcasts have interviews with daniel warren johnson up on their on their youtube page right now not in this context <laughs> no they do not they do not so please go check it out uh if we get enough likes enough uh, views we might put an extended uh version of the the whole thing there's a few more tidbits in there uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll tease it out there. G- give us your likes, give us your shares, give us your uh, views, and uh, you might get a few more uh, tidbits out of Mister uh, DWJ. <laughs> He's a very talented guy. I can't wait to see his Transformers book. Um, his m- most recent book is Do a Power Bomb, which if you haven't read it, you should. Uh, it's a wrestling comic, but goddamn, it's awesome. Uh, his art is just fantastic. Uh, he'll be writing and drawing the Transformers book, uh, and he will have someone coloring him, I believe. Yeah, also check out his Instagram page. Um, you know, he's he's got some Transformer drawings on his Instagram page from, you know, obviously a lot recently since the news hit, but even before the news hit, he's got some very cool drawings. Um, he did a really cool Star Wars book. I mean, he's a guy that um, can do a real simple, like, one character page that has a ton of energy to it. And then he can do a sprawling battle scene with like 40 TIE fighters and X-Wings all blasting each other out of space. And it's, it's awesome looking regardless, uh, you know, how much detail there is on the page. He, he really, really is an artist that, that I'm a big, big fan of his style. Yeah, he's got a ton of detail and just a ton of kinetic energy in a way yeah. that a lot of other guys don't, can't do. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, Zaldrin asks, when do the graphic novels drop? Uh, as Peter responded after the story arcs are over, which typically means five to six issues or five to six months after that first issue drops. And then so, what, probably two or three months after the, after the final issue, you'll get the graphic now. No, usually um, with image, they'll have that. If issue, if, if one through six is the first story arc, when, you know, issue seven drops, that graphic novel will be out. So you can catch up right away. 
Oh, okay. Wow, they're quicker than 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 I realized. In general, I I, I don't want to swear to it, but that's usually yeah. what they do. And so, can can we pause and talk about the idea of this being image? But but Nick, how do for those who don't know, how does image work as a comic book publisher? Right. So, image is actually. Um, it's, it's the next step up from self-publishing. So if you like want to publish your own comic book, you bring it to image. And if it's good enough, they say, great, we will, we will publish that. We will publish that for you. And basically, you know, there are, because it's all self-publishing, there are smaller imprints and houses that like do their own thing. Skybound is one. That's the guys who are doing the transformers. And then like, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Top Cow or Shadow Line, or um, for a while Cliffhanger was an image, but they when Wildstorm went to DC, they went with. Um, so there are a bunch of smaller publishing houses in Image, right? If, in fact, Devils Do started out there when they were doing the GI Joe comic, and that's why those first few GI Joe comics say Image instead of Devils Do. Uh, and then when Devils Do split off to be its own separate entity, the G.I. Joe comic just said Devils Do after that. Was Dreamwave originally part of Image? Um, I don't think so. Okay. That was Maybe like they... that was right when I started at the comic shop. So that, that was the, yeah. there was a a I'm little gap to... in my comic history from like when I stopped reading the Max until I started working in a comic shop again. Okay. <laughs> The Max was an image book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Image got us started back in the 90s, back during the whole surge of, of like, books selling millions of copies at a time. And uh, you, you, the story was you had all these artists who were, like, the top five, six artists of their, their generation saying, like, hey, listen, we are, we are making Marvel and DC truckloads of money uh, and we're not getting any equity in this. We want to get a little more equity, especially if we're going to create some new characters. So Todd McFarlane went off, you know, left Spider-Man, created Spawn, and that was a huge hit. Um, you know, Rob Liefeld left uh, X-Force and, and created Youngblood, and that was a hit. Jim Lee went off and, you know, left X-Men and created uh, Wildcats, and, and that was a hit. And then you had, you know, Eric Larson, who was drawing Spider-Man. Savage Dragon! <laughs> Which is that the only one? Oh, Spawn is still being published. Yep, that's um, true. Mark Silvestri was was doing like a, you know, I don't even know what book he was drawing at the time when when Image started, but he he started his Top Cow imprint with Cyberforce and then Witchblade and the Darkness and that sort of thing. So, for those of you who weren't reading comics in the '90s, these were all like books that were every kid going into a comic book shop was buying, you know, all those and all their variant covers and the holograms and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. It was, it was (laughs) very, very pretty pictures with horrendous plots. (laughs) Gen two GI Joe. That's all we ever did. Gen two GI Joe. Don't get me wrong. Not everyone was buying those, but, but I'm sure Peter, you remember walking into a comic book shop and seeing the posters and seeing those books everywhere. I don't know. All right, are we back? Uh, I'm back. Are you back? I don't know. I mean, I I never left. I think we're back. YouTube. Hey, we're back on YouTube, you guys. Look at that. We're an internet sensation. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. That was embarrassing. Don't call it a comeback. There you go. All right. Woo. 
now we, we just need to edit that out so yeah can get on get on we'll fix it in post we'll do it live <laughs> oh wait oh jeez. and by edit out we mean anyone who watched this we gotta kill you now you gotta you just gotta forget the last <laughs> oh, 10 minutes God. if you don't mind oh, but is, you know what you shouldn't great. forget is void rivals no right. yes. Void rivals that's where we are yeah. Yes, yes. So. Okay, so so back to I don't know where were we at. You guys had like a whole five minutes of conversation yeah. that didn't really get recorded because it was the internet. So I, it, was I, a, I was it was a lot of bullshit. Basically, the history of image. Okay. Yeah, and then Nick, you were talking about how Skybound is an imprint under Image, that and is it correct. is run by Mr. Robert Kirkman. Who? We said it already, but let's let's just reiterate who who is he and, and why do we like him? Robert Kirkman is Mr. Walking Dead and Mr. Invincible. So, among other things, he's done a lot of other stuff too. But those are his two biggest books. He's a big Transformers fan. He is actually. It should be noted. He he collects. He is a huge Transformers fan and has been for years. Um, in fact, back when my pal TJ was working for the IDW Art Gallery, uh, Kirkman was was apparently making calls around looking for the original box art because he wanted to buy it. So I don't know if he was ever successful in that, but you know, good luck on that hunt, buddy. I'm sure he was in in some form or fashion. You know, it's out there. You know, it's out there. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that it's out there. That's the kind of thing that could have stayed in Hasbro's archive. You know, I I know you know that there's original box art out there. Yeah, no, no, know, sure, but specifically the back of the box art, like the group shots. You know. Oh, you mean the 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 the, the... the... The murals, the words, you know? words are hard. <laughs> you know who would have that? the battle you know scenes? Who, battle scenes. You know who would have that? Is that that dude? Um, he's at shows sometimes. He like paints up tables and stuff. He does uh, car art. What's his name? I'll find him. Hmm. Talk, yeah, talk, void Zolder in the chat says that uh, all of this is probably <laughs> just in Rick's basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, no, it's, it's not even in his basement. Archives. It's still in his garage. He still hasn't actually <laughs> taken it out of the boxes to, to put in the basement yet. Now now I want to write the movie where, like, we Ocean's Eleven Rick's house. <laughs> uh, um, and the, the question is, is will he even notice? <laughs> Eventually. Uh, yeah, at some point. He's like, where? What, what did I do with that again? I can imagine like his wife finding us and be like, just, just please take more, take more with Peter. You. Peter, you, you be the George Clooney and I'll be the Brad Pitt. All right. I don't know what that means. I've never seen those movies, but okay. What? Oh my god! I just want to be Topher Grace. That's just like constantly like got some weird addiction issues. Oh. That's um, great. Did any of you read the interviews that Kirkman did last week? I did. I did indeed. They were they were pretty good. Like one of the things he is known for in his books is killing characters. Mm-hmm. And and you know, he said in these interviews the reason he is a fan of killing off characters <laughs> is the shock he got from watching the Transformers 86 movie in the theater. Yep. And like just Optimus Prime and all those G1 dudes just getting axed. Like that made him realize the the dramatic impact of what happens when you kill off a character and what that can do to an audience member. So if so, Glenn getting a bat to the head deeply affected you, 
You can thank the death of Optimus Prime for it. Exactly. Thank Transformers. So, yeah. Just over and over and over again. So, I guess, like, is Kirkman essentially the editor of all the books, like the overarching universe, or is he writing any of the books himself? Um, he is writing Void Rivals. Okay. I he is not writing the G.I. Joe books. I don't know if Void Rivals, when this first arc wraps up, if it's going to rotate out or if it's going to keep going. I think that's going to depend on sales. Um, so I don't know if he'll step out to write something else or if he'll keep, he'll keep writing this. I but do that not is know. a good question, Lucas. That is a good question of who is steering the overall ship. Kirkman in the interview certainly seems like he's got his hands in how the overall ship is being steered, but we'll, we'll see what the day-to-day looks like on that. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to imagine big a transformer fantasy is he's going to want to write something at some point. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll do like an Optimus prime mini series or something like that. Yeah. You know, the way that they're doing a Duke and a Cobra commander. Mark Watts. We figure, we figure that Kirkman's kind of like the John Barber. The you know, if you're looking at a parallel, right between IDW and and this maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his Invincible book was part of a shared universe. Mm-hmm. Um, that that you know there would be other characters that were in Invincible that were from other titles that he was writing and, and vice versa. So he has written larger universes before just because invincible you know was a comic you could really read standalone um and obviously walking dead was as well but he has done bigger shared universe kind of things in the past Mm -hmm. my my other question is is am i going to actually have to buy all these gi joe books in order to you no 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 the they they're very specific about this they have said on record it's in the letters page yeah, you don't have to buy them all. You only have to buy the ones you like. You will get an added benefit if you read them all, but you don't need to read them all to make sense of anything. Yeah, it it it, it says basically in the in the back of the book, it's like, hey, welcome to the Energon universe. GI Joe Transformers Void Rivals for now. Uh, GI Joe is going to be self feedy GI Joe with some sprinkles. It's going to feed into the uh, the adventures of the Transformers, which are going to be on Earth and in space, whatever, with some sprinkles. And Void Rivals is going to be all in space for now with some sprinkles. So you will get a larger picture if you buy everything, as one does with a shared universe. But if you, it's not going to be like, it, as of right now, won't be like the Hasbro-verse thing they did at IDW, where you had to buy every single issue of every single thing, or else nothing made sense. And even if you did, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so, I've speaking of Hasbro Universe... Visionaries comes out. Uh, I don't know if they have the Visionaries license. That's a good point. Some of these licenses went to... Marvel. Uh, Marvel. Yeah. Like, Rom, mm-hmm. Rom is at Marvel now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I there um, was one other... Oh, Micronauts, Micronauts went to Marvel. Yeah. Um, so, well, the things that are up in the air are Mask and Visionaries, I believe. Now, I have a strong suspicion that Mask will wind up at Skybound if the rest of the stuff does well. But I don't know that for sure. Uh, I can also tell you, this, and this is, a, this is a thing that I haven't seen written anywhere yet, but was, was told to me. Uh, Void Rivals is a Hasbro property. 
Interesting. Yeah, it it is is not a it's not like it's a skybound thing. It's it's a Hasbro property. It's gonna be like, like look in my understanding that they own it. Yeah, you when you look in the book, it's Void Rivals property of Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Kirkman, yeah. sent, but like Void Rivals didn't exist before now, right? Right. But then I guess they essentially sold that to the rights to Hasbro, I guess. Um, I don't or, know what's the chicken. I would think it would be the other like, way around. The original, you know, way the Transformers and G.I. Joe were developed, where Hasbro went to a comic book company and said, hey, we have this new property we want you to develop. Please do yeah. so. It's the oh. Trojan horse that opens up all this other stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's Hasbro first. So. It's a long way one. Are, are we going to get toys of Void Rivals? And Nick, will you feel compelled to buy these toys? <laughs> no, I, I won't be buying any Void Rivals toys. Now, here's a real question. Does Hasbro care about making toys anymore? Or is this just IP for movies? IP for video games? IP for other licensing tie-ins? Why do new tooling and make new toys for an untested line? You know, now if they license it out to make a movie out of Void Rivals, then I could see there being toys. But just based on the comic, I would be very, very surprised. Yeah, toys without any other media behind them besides a comic don't sell well. Um... Especially not like at at like a Walmart or Target or Amazon. Um, yeah, I mean even books that sell as many issues a, a month as like Saga. Like, right. They 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 did some small release toy lines, but nothing sig- significant. Yeah, and they so, they definitely underperformed. Sadly, they were good figures too, and they underperformed. I was very sad about that. When was the last time that Hasbro created a new property? Like, well, they uh, they do it all the time, but we just don't pay any attention because so much of it skews so much younger. You know. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, they have like rescue bots and things like that, but I mean, it's still an offshoot of like Transformers. Whereas, okay, mm-hmm. no. What? No, I mean, yeah, uh, Rescue Bots is offshoot of Transformers, but they do other things other than Transformers, G.I. Joe, Star Wars, which is owned by Lucasfilm, and Power Rangers, which is owned by Saban or whoever. Oh, it's owned by Hasbro. They bought it out. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. That's right. It's been a couple of years now. No, fiddle farts. <laughs> why Why make that's anything been, new when... they do the most these days is, is buy other IP. And, yeah, and, and drive and, nostalgia. You know. they, they're just right. riding that nostalgia train because they know that's... that we're going to keep coughing up money for the wrong Ironhide, because <laughs> the best Echo Prowl that we can get has flames <laughs> not even coming out of his mouth. So we're going to need an updated Dead Prowl in three years. I need, <laughs> but I mean, dead that's Prowl why they bought Entertainment One was for was for what was it, Peppa Pig or something, or Olivia? Which thing was it? I forget. Right, but these are all Whatever. established properties. Like my question right. is: is when was the last time they created? A property like you know the, you have all this stuff that they created back in the 80s in order to sell toys or whatever right and in the 90s mm-hmm. but like i don't recall where they actually tried to create a new thing 
Like, it's, it's almost more trying to revive stuff, like, you know, trying to revive, revive ROM and visionaries and, and, you know, whatever it may be. Well, wasn't there so some... There was one ROM toy in 1978. That was ROM. And then he was a, a Marvel book based on a single toy that even in 1978, I, I wouldn't have been impressed with it because I'm a jerk. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure someone was impressed enough to greenlight a book for it. Japan was making much cooler robots in 1978. Much cooler robots. Yeah. I want to say there was there was some like combination card game action figure thing that but even that that's a thing that they brought over from Japan and not a thing that they created whole cloth. Oh, the Bakugan where you put the card on the magnet yeah. on the ball thing? No, yeah. there was there was something magnet. after that too. Oh. Then, no, so they're not not Bakugan. In yeah. Pokemon, was it not dual not Duel Masters, right? Was Beyblade? I mean, uh, Rick is Beyblade? probably the guy to ask on this, to be honest, right? Like, I'm sure that he could probably come up or you know say. That... Well, I mean, I think Lucas, this is a flawed question because even going back to GI Joe, GI Joe was a rehash property. You know, Transformers was were all licensed. Really in... yeah, yeah, Transformers. They were just was... licensed molds. Uh... Yeah. So I mean, someone is... flew to Japan to get those cool Japanese robots and then but said, the, Hey Marvel, make a story. Right. Yeah. But the story and characters were all original for Hasbro. Right. But I mean, you know, you're not, we're not, I don't even want to fault Hasbro for this because this is not just Hasbro that's doing this. This is every media company that's out there. Like, yeah. you know, look at all the movies that are coming out this summer. Like how many of them are new concepts versus sequel? Not, not even like a movie right. based on, you know, an existing property, but the movies are coming out that are sequels and, uh, you know, part of franchises. Elemental, and it bombed over the weekend, so... Yeah, that. there you go. So new ideas fail because there are robots and spider peoples and flashes and who knows what other recognizable thing that you can... I didn't even know that Elemental was out this weekend. Yeah, I and thought it, it was tanked. coming out this coming weekend, yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? My kid saw it, and he enjoyed it. He can enjoy it all he wants. I'm just saying the box office return was not great. NPR was telling me all about it today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really want to see that, too. I just didn't know it was out. I, 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 I like the stuff they do. Yeah. So. It'll probably be on streaming pretty soon from Ugh. the box office returns. I just feel bad. Hopefully Pixar is not, like, it's not good news. I liked Lightyear. I thought Lightyear was fun. I never yeah. actually saw it. My kids yeah. liked it, okay. Yeah, but, it's just yeah. but the perception is going to be now we've got two stinkers in a row. So almost like, well, like and they had a bunch that went straight to streaming too. like mm -hmm. they had that soul movie, which was really good. I think soul Luca, was great. I think was another one. And that what is it seen red, I think. So, yeah, they've turning red was turning. fucking phenomenal. But it was wasn't easily one red, of my favorite Pixar, movies. I thought that was just Disney. Just, is it just Disney? I can't remember. Yeah. For some reason, um, I thought Computer animated oh, though, so, so everything, a, everything computer animated is Pixar, as far as I know, in the world. Beyond is that the name of the Pixar one, where it was like the fantasy world, onward. but like modern day. What's that? Onward, onward, onward. onward. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, it was a little smaller scale than I thought it would be, but you know, not yeah. bad. Oh, with the Manticore. Yeah. 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 And I think that movie was just like hard for me to watch because it was like COVID. Everything just tastes awful. Like, not that I had COVID. It's just like 
everything then just had this <laughs> just sort of colored of the like, world for you. Yeah. 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 Like nothing was like fully enjoyable at that time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, so... I'm glad we get to watch this movie. It would have been cool to see in the theater. So, uh, but yeah, so back to Void Rivals. So it sounds like this is, I mean, I'm assuming comics in general, they are, you know, creating a lot more new stories because, you know, it's just kind of the way comics work. But yeah, yeah so and, and it's a lot see. cheaper. It's a lot cheaper to create new material in comics right. than it is to create a new television show or a new movie or even a new video game franchise. You can write, you know, a six issue miniseries. And if it hits and hits big, you've got your tested IP that you could then turn into a you know a feature film. So I, I wonder if that's not some of what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, this was uh, you know something that I brought up. Um, I don't know if I brought up in the full chat or just with Peter. Like Transformers comics, the way we get Transformers media these days, Transformers comics are going to be our most frequent interaction with transformers fiction with new transformers fiction because mm-hmm. we're going to get you know hopefully more batches of transformers earth spark but those will be like every six months right. um you know granted you're going to get a you know drop of like you know eight ten episodes at a time but you're you're almost getting like graphic novel level storytelling with with the cartoon yeah um the movies Until... Hasbro decides to shift tack completely and then Earthspark goes away. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if I heard about a season two slash three, so who knows if it has already just gone away. Hopefully that's not the case. Um, the movies we're going to get, you know, Transformers 1 next year, allegedly. Um, you know, who knows if the writer strike will push that back. We've seen Marvel push back some release dates of some of their movies already. Um yeah, you know, so we're gonna get a movie what maybe every year, every other year. So yeah, the main like we don't even get bios on cardbacks anymore. And even when we do get bios for Transformer toys, these are like, oh, it's a Transformers Legacy toy. So uh, yeah, we kind of know Bumblebee's bio. Uh, we're not getting anything <laughs> new there. Uh, it's so, a yeah, Legacy toy. Trans- it's a one sentence bio that's been translated into five other languages and takes up the whole back of the box. Yeah. This brave Ooh. scout is the Autobot's best friend. Yeah. Um, and that's about Megatron, so it really doesn't it, work there. Yeah. Remember yeah. when they used to have bios? You'd have to like go online and like scan the doodad, and there'd be a bigger bio online. Remember when the website was like good? Vaguely. You know, I I will say one thing, uh, just in general about Transformers media. So we've been on this podcast complaining about the lack of quality with Transformers media for. A pretty long time now, right? <laughs> and uh, I will say, it seems like we actually, hopefully, I mean, we don't know what the comics yet. Um, it, it seems like we're actually getting a decent run, like because Earthspark was good. The new movie was like, again, you know, the bar is very low, but it seemed like it was, you know, cleared the bar uh, f- from that perspective. It's not going to win any Academy Awards, but. Um, you know, it seems like that the, they're actually Hasbro is serious about actually, you know, trying to create like, you know, better media and, and stories. So, well, I've been saying for a while now, I think we're going to really benefit from their partnership with Paramount because Paramount really wants us to be a tentpole of their media 
uh, and, and streaming services. So yeah, they want to see that out there. Um, Hasbro definitely had success both in the box office and critically with Dungeons and Dragons. So, and that was a movie that was, you know, uh, well received by a lot of different audiences. So I, I hopefully Hasbro has seen the light that if they, they're always going to be toy first and media second, as opposed to Disney, but hopefully they're seeing more of the light that if they are a little more story focused, that that will drive more sales across the board and Paramount being in part of that, I think helps. Yay. But yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll see, obviously, you know, we had two pages of Transformers comics so far, so it's, <laughs> it's hard to say. But I mean, the story at least was, I, I will say reading this, this story, I actually, you know, enjoyed it compared to the, like IDW Wave 3. And I know that Catherine, I think, enjoyed those books, but boy, at Boy, howdy! I I had a hard time getting through those. I had to I had to quit. Bought every so. cover, on yep. all of it. But man, yep. did I stop reading with with with? Yep. <laughs> well, at what point did you stop? Uh, there Skywarp showed up, and people were going to alternate futures or something, and I was just like, what? And I'm fine with multidimensional, multiversal, time travely, hoodly boop, but it was, I don't know, it was boring and flat, and everyone, it, someone's superpower is not storytelling. Introducing Skywarp the way they did and had people vomping all over the place to different time periods to find the trip, tribe, tark guy, tribe, Karkum, Markum, I don't know his name. I was already checked out by then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I checked Car- out Car- a lot. Trisarcon. I mean, to to me, I feel like all of those comics, and and I apologize to you know those comic artists and writers uh, for for that run, but it it just didn't it it felt second rate to be honest. I mean, I think that a lot of the art, other than the covers that they got the old guys to do, uh, old people to do, but like the the art inside of them the stories it just seemed like that it was not up to the quality that you would expect exarchon exarchon yeah so if only you know hasra hadn't stuck their hands in and, and made them cross everything over and then when that failed reboot everything oh the good stories they could have continued to tell but i mean Good One thing I'll award say is, winning is they stories. Had a continu- <laughs> they had a continuous universe for what thirteen years or something like that. I mean, that's a pretty that's a hell of a run. Yeah, and they did Look, soft reboot was... successfully up to that point. You know, they were able to kind of like, oop, that didn't work. Moving on and finding good uh, good good storytellers, good writers to springboard off of and make new stories that were literally winning awards for them. And then they're like, eh, put visionaries in there. It'll be fine. <laughs> and well, how did that work out for you? Like, hey, we, this, this cow has got some milk in it. Let's see how much we can continue to milk it. And <sighs> they overmilked it. And then instead of them realizing that they overmilked the cow, um, it's like, well, let's just shoot the cow and bring in a new one. Yeah. Versus realizing it was them as the farmers that were milking it too hard. Right. That's right. 
surely it's not the children. Surely it's not me that's out of touch. <laughs> oh, it is the children. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, new farmers, new cows, new milk. Uh, and, you know, they seem to not be repeating the same mistakes, or at least that's the setup. Yeah. Is it's going to be a very slow build and a very slow burn and separate books, you know? So, all right. So, I am so I am optimistic. Let's put it that way. So let's talk about the fact that we are talking about a Transformers comic, but we're not. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Void Rivals, and yeah, we weren't talking was. about this before Void Rivals came out. We talked about it briefly last <laughs> week, but we weren't talking uh-huh. about it two months ago when books are solicited. So. Right. Nick, as someone who owns a comic book shop, how did this whole thing come about, you know, from from your point of view? Well, now. As a comic book shop owner, you saw solicitations in previews magazine. That is two correct. When this, book, when this book was solicited, it was solicited as Void Rivals number one, beginning a new universe. It's the biggest thing ever. It's huge. It's comics. It's new. It's number one. It's Robert Kirkman. You should totally buy it. But see, here's the problem with that. That's every comic book solicitation ever. It's always Spider-Man's greatest fight. They say it every month. And so how can you ever tell when it's really Spider-Man's greatest fight? You know what I mean? So it was a big, big secret. And nobody knew that there were going to be Transformers showing up in this book. Nobody knew that this was the Hasbro book. You know, we we all heard the rumor that Skybound had the license, but then we heard nothing else about it for, what, a year and a half? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. That's how it should go, professionally speaking. You know, there's the industry rumbles, and then it should be quiet because everyone should be signing their NDAs and working feverishly to put out a quality product quietly to make everyone surprised and happy. Which... That's an interesting take. I completely disagree. Okay. <laughs> I want to be surprised. I like I like pleasant surprises. I never get them. This was one. Yeah. Um, I much prefer the, hey, we're doing this thing. It's this creative team. It's coming at this time so that I can, you know, order the book. No one have a Dreamwave situation. To... Huh? Then you have a Dreamwave situation where Pat Lee is making a Transformers book. Remember, Pat Lee's going to do, he did a thing in Wizard one time where he drew bad Transformers. He's going to do his own book full of Transformers. And we're going to order 5 billion copies at your one local comic shop. And you got to get every cover because they all do the connecty thing. It's going to be cool. This is the same this, thing, man. Uh, this has big because... crotch pointing Mirage. Look at him. Look but, at Mirage. Here's, Look at him go. Here's my Everybody. Every shop ordered 100 copies. Why? To get the 1 in 100 variant. Why? Because it was the only Transformers cover on the book. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. So this book was solicited only as Void Rivals. And then at some point, for some reason, they decided to have a secret retailer call. And they sent everybody an email and they were like, Hey, retailers, sign up for this secret Skype call and, you know, Listen to us talk about our new book, Void Rivals. We're going to tell you the big secret. Be there! And so we signed up for the big secret phone call. And they swore everyone to secrecy. And to everyone's credit, it did not leak until the book shipped. But they were like, oh, by the way, it's a secret Transformers book. So order it like you'd order a new Transformers book. 
that nobody knows about. And then everybody was able to boost their numbers to get that one in a hundred variant. You see, that's how the game is played these days. Sadly, you can't sell books based on their merit. You have to sell books to speculators, which makes me want to set my head on fire. Which is I would why much you're rather just today. sell. Yes, I would much rather just sell a good book with one cover, but instead, every book on the market has you know ten to a dozen covers of various rarity, an A, a B, that are open to order, a one in ten, a one in twenty-five, a one in fifty, a one in a hundred, and if you want to get really crazy, if you're Marvel, you know, a one in two fifty or a one in five hundred. Or, you know, if you want to get real, real dumb, you can go and buy your own store-exclusive cover. See, where you got to order a thousand copies of the book to get your own cover. I have a few of those from a place called St. Mark's there in New York. Well, the MOQs were smaller at the time. <laughs> it was only 500. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I got um, a few ripped apparel-exclusive covers. Yeah. So... The variant game, I, I think it's it's terrible for comic books in general. I understand why it exists. I just wish... I, I wish mean, we could just get back to selling books because they're good. Who, who would be crazy to, crazy enough to like have to collect every single variant Listen, cover? listen, listen. Like... We're not talking about what's wrong with me today. <laughs> we're talking right. about clearly, what's wrong with the industry clearly, today. <laughs> clearly we're talking about what's wrong with me. He's not right. pointing at you. <laughs> right. Lucas, I, you I, monster. I wasn't saying anything about Nick or Peter or Paul, maybe. Like, I don't know. He's probably kind of similar, or Rick or, or anybody else. It's like, I'm sure that all of these properties, that's the whole reason they do it is, is that if you're a collector of whatever book, you have to have them all. You gotta mm -hmm. chase them all. Well, it's that and the, the guys who are like, it's the speculator like guys. Stock. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, exactly. Yeah, it's a hot artist, so it's going to be worth. I'll buy this yeah. book now for a hundred bucks, and I'll flip it in six months for three hundred dollars. You know, and sometimes they hit, and they can do that. But most times these days, you don't. You buy the book, and it goes down. Yeah. <laughs> that that void rivals one in a hundred. The Tuesday it was coming out, it like comes out on Wednesday, you know. But that Tuesday, that book was hitting three to four hundred dollars on eBay. And then by the weekend, it was, I want to say it was down to about 150 bucks, $200. So, I mean, who knows what the long term will hold. But, you know, I just feel like variant covers and, and incentive variants, they, they reward bad behavior and they reinforce poor practices. USA, USA, USA. <laughs> Well, my, I just my want to sell question, good books. You know, just in general with like St. Mark's is yeah. uh, for, for Transformers, how big of a property is that? Like if you compare Transformers to like any Marvel and DC property or just like other, other various books, I, I feel like my local comic book shop, like Transformers doesn't really move the needle necessarily. Like they order them. They're more than yeah. happy. Like they have a stack of them with all their other books that they have, but it's not something where they're like, Oh my God, a new Transformers book. Like I have to like make sure and get on that one. Like, whereas mm -hmm. they would be for 
you know, whatever the new Batman or, or like, wasn't there like a Fortnite Batman thing or something like it last year, year before, like yeah. stuff like that. Uh, how does Transformers sell? Well, back when IDW was printing the good books, we were, we were probably selling as much as maybe a B or C tier DC or Marvel book mm-hmm. on the Transformers. Those are booster um, gold numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a fair comparison. Yeah. <laughs> um, but post-pandemic, everything is very, very different. And in our new store with our new location, all of the individual book numbers, the single issue numbers, are much, much different from what they used to be. Um, and by that, I mean much, much smaller. So... Like I said, we ordered a hundred copies of Void Rivals, and remember that for comic shops, books aren't returnable. So it doesn't matter if we sell them out. It doesn't matter if we sell them through. All that matters is what we ordered from the publisher. That's all that they care about. So if they can get you to buy a hundred copies and you only sell ten, but you sold that big, big expensive variant, so who cares? That's all they care about, right? You see what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. Um, so how many will we actually sell through? Well, that that's a good question. Um, you know, we've probably t- 25% sold through so far. Um, by the end of the month, I don't know. It's a new book. Let's see what happens. It would be nice if we could if we could sell more than half of what we ordered. It would be great if we could sell out. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's interesting just in general with our, you know, 24-hour news cycle sort of thing where it's sort of just like, okay, that was last week's news. Let's let's move on now. Mm-hmm. You know, even for us doing this conversation today, it feels like the the time of Void Rivals being, you know, big hoopla on something to talk about already feels like we, we lost some of that momentum. Well, we've got whatever Transformer Tuesday thing happening tomorrow, so we got to yeah. put the old news in the bin because that's old news. And right. and the following week, we're going to be talking about someone predict the future for me. Oh, Prime versus Prime is doing a, a Smash the Toys or whatever they do. <laughs> um, you know, I think... Even our even our best sellers at this point in a post pandemic world in the new store world uh, are only selling what a let's say a, a B list Marvel or DC used to do without getting into the specifics. But I, that's I mean, the change that's in that's single issue comics, sales. Like that's the comics industry in general, though. Too right. I mean, yes. you look at that. Like I'm sure you. Like, how many comics do you actually sell? Like, when you go to shows, mm-hmm. right? Like, we don't even bring, comics... we don't bring, we bring a spinner rack of new comics and that's it. Everything else we bring to a show is toys. Right. And that's the same thing. Like, you go to Comic Con, every, every Comic Con ever, like, there, there are some guys in booths that are selling comics, but like, <laughs> it's pretty few and far between. Like, that's, you know, there's like two booths worth. 
or something. And and what are they selling at those booths? What are the comics they're selling? They're not the newest issues. They're hey, here's right. the variant covers that that Nick was just bemoaning. Mm-hmm. Or or you have got the couple guys that are selling the the old school, you know, rarities and golden age, silver age stuff. Yeah. Or or you guys you got the guys doing the hot flips where it's like, oh, it's the first appearance of this guy who showed up six months ago. It's the hottest yeah. character ever. And right now it's a $500 book. But in a year when no one cares anymore, it'll be 10 bucks. Yeah. See also Joker's daughter. And soon to be see also Punchline. <laughs> right. Right. Wait, isn't Punchline Joker's Oh, wait. Yeah, no. Those are two different characters. Okay. <laughs> see? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, but going going back to Peter's, you know, thought about the, you know, 24-hour news cycle or I guess, you know, everybody, you know, kind of talking about that is is now like before it was like a huge thing. You're like, "Oh my god, they have this new character Venom or, you know, Wolverine has his own comic book or just X, you know, whatever, just or the Spawn that just came out." Um and it, it, it's like there wasn't that much stuff competing with it. Whereas like now, like this happens and then you're like, oh, but this other crazy, like, did you see that Black Mirror just dropped on Netflix? Like, or just whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, but the, the examples you gave were all 30 plus years ago each. It's like when, mm-hmm. when people talk about the ratings that they got on the final episode of MASH or remember that mm-hmm. time Columbo <laughs> did whatever. And it's like. Yeah, we had three fucking channels then. <laughs> You're going to choose one of them. So the numbers are going to be high. It's an event because yeah. it's all that you have. You have fewer events. Mm-hmm. And now it's like every month or every week we're going to have something. So, Peter, I was picking those because those are the ones that kind of shocked me like when it came those out. Those were your your personal those... touchstones, and I appreciate right, that. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, so. I think, too, you, you have the comic book industry is almost forced to create those artificial moments because otherwise, you know, you're not going to get the single issue books to have the punch up and sale. So then you throw uh, in Joker's daughter, you throw in Spider-Man now has a sidekick that was lost in another dimension. You have to kill off a character, um, you know, which which Marvel is doing I think to a lot of like head scratching. The biggest influence upon this was the acquisition of Marvel by Disney and the consolidation of the Warner Brothers chain to make DC more corporate. Because if you look at both companies before that, they were interested in long-term storytelling and growing a reader base with good, consistent stories and consistent universes. And you get to this place where the suits took over and said, all right, we need to, we need to make a return on this to pay our stockholders. And I don't care what you got to do, but you got to make big numbers by the end of this quarter. And so you start getting the, the big spike event or the new number one or the dumb crossover or, you know, every book suddenly has a one in a hundred variant to bump sales. And all of a sudden it has become all about shareholder return on value and not about long-term consistent growth. But DC Comics goes... was irreparably damaged when they lost Paul Levitz. But we've been through these ebbs and flows of that before. Like we were talking about the launch of the Image Universe in the '90s, mm-hmm. and the '90s comic books 
the vast majority of books that were published in the 90s were atrocious to read. Um, and, and a lot of it, again, was speculation of this is going to be a hot, you know, hot cover, hot character. Everything's got a hologram on it. Everything's got, you know, special variants. Uh, and, and that was all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. So this is not new. It's just the current trend right now. And then who knows when it'll come back. Because Nick, to your point, Mm-hmm. You know, these media companies need incubators and comic books are a great incubator. But right now the suits ideas. don't realize that right but now. The will. suits don't that, see that value that, they, that, that it'll change again. And they will realize that'll be a great incubation, you know, venue from, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> May it be so. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, less... You got a bunch of writers right now who aren't working in Hollywood. So they need paychecks or something. So maybe we'll get a surge of, of, you know, better quality comics out of this. I mean, do you know what comic book page rates are? I assure you, they're not going to stoop to write for comics. <laughs> I mean, so you got you got to eat. Yeah. You know, or at least you, you maybe you just not even that you have to eat, but you have you have the bandwidth to do it because now you have some time. Well, you wanted to do a passion project, mm-hmm. um, and now you have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I was listening to uh, an interview with Eve Ewing. Uh, who's the new writer of the Black Panther book? She's the creator, not the creator. She was she was the writer on Ironheart, and mm-hmm. and she's she's a local writer. So she she lives in Chicago. She teaches at University of Chicago, and like like I said, she teaches at University of Chicago. She teaches at an Ivy League prestigious school. She mm-hmm. has said in interviews like Bless when you. she writes comics because she loves the medium. She loves some of these characters. She wants to tell these stories. She's right. not going to just, you know, Marvel has put offers in front of her. She's like, no, I don't need this for the money. I want to do this because I want to do it. And right. so, you know, we might get some of that with this. And that is nice to see to tie that back into to Transformers. Mm-hmm. That is nice to see Kirkman being someone who has some passion around this and right. wants to see this succeed and also has a lot of business savvy when it comes to how to sell books because honestly as as entertaining as the idw books were i don't think a lot of the folks at idw had a ton of business savvy of how to sell books (laughs) Uh, i couldn't comment on that (laughs) yeah um no yeah i mean that's one of the reasons why I'm optimistic about this is because, you know, Kirkman is a guy who loves his stuff and he knows how to write. So Nicholas Prime is optimistic. <laughs> I buy it. I buy it. Okay. Go for it. Nick <laughs> just likes to be optimistic so that he has even more to bemoan when his eventual hopes and dreams are crushed. God, and Peter, I, stop being such a negatron. And I live on, like you say, everyone needs to eat. I feed on Nick's suffering, so it all comes back together. <laughs> I knew it. Did negatron, negatron turn into a canoe of some sort? It's a family you're, guy you're, joke. Yeah, you're mixing two two memes with well, the Family Guy thing, and then the be an optimist Prime, not a Negatron. But I think he was called Negatron in the Family Guy bit. I thought they called them by the names in Family Guy. I've seen like four episodes of Family Guy ever, and most people, it's because it's like you got to watch this thing. They've mentioned Transformers. You remember Transformers? And I say, okay. No, this Once... is a, this is a, a this quality little Transformers gag. You, you even got Frank Welker doing the voice of Megatron. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh. When you get Chris Lotta back on Cobra Commander or Starscream, oh, I'll, I'll pay attention. Come on. We got a perfectly good Starscream. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's a good rat trap, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, I feel like I've talked about this before with like people. I don't know if I brought up Lucas with you, but the, the NFL draft is one of those things that I get really excited about and then really like down to earth after it happens because you get all psyched, excited and pumped before it happens. And then it happens and you realize football season itself doesn't start for six months. So we got yeah. Void Rivals number one, and it's exciting because mm-hmm. we kind of got a new Transformers book, but not really. And the actual Transformers book itself won't start for another six months. Right. So October, so, right? Yeah, October. So it's just like... Just in time for New York Comic Con. Well, well, Phil, I think that the problem is that you're a Bears fan, is really the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Bears. Um, we, we, we are a fan base that does genuinely have more happiness in the off season than we do during the actual season. So. <laughs> yes. So, um, but uh, yeah, you're you're right. I mean, that's where uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm curious. So, this Void Rivals is going to be a monthly book, right? Mm-hmm. Up until mm-hmm. October, um, right. and I guess it'll continue potentially going. Right? Is this? Well, let me see what I can tell you right now what they have solicited so far. So let's see. Logging into my diamond account. I I think it's also Search interesting that database. they are doing two G.I. Joe books and only one Transformers book currently. Yeah, what up with that? Transformers is better than G.I. Joe. Why do they get two books and we only get one? Uh... I don't have an answer for that. G.I. Joe's getting three books. They're rebooting or restarting the numbering on Larry Hama's story, yes. which is basically Marvel 1982 still trucking still along. Going. Oh, man. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> which, which is, again, uh, we are solicited what? up through issue three so far. They haven't announced anything beyond Void Rivals 3, yeah. but that's just because comics are solicited three months in advance. Now, they did show a preview of issue two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't looked at it yet. I'm trying to avoid it because I, I genuinely want to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how many pages are in a comic these days, Nick? Is it still 22? 22, they... I think, yeah. Okay. So, like, when you have a four-issue preview, it's like, oh, now I've, I've already oh. seen 20% of the book. Um, yeah. Yeah. It says um, here that Floyd Rivals number two is 32 pages. Now, is that 10 pages of advertisements? I don't know. I assume yes. Now, something, Nick, I'm curious for you to look up right while, while you're in the system. Yeah, they said you could go and order Optimus Prime and, I'm sorry, Transformers and Duke and Cobra already right now. Can you? No, you cannot. Okay. okay. Or at least they're not, they're not yet solicited through Diamond. Okay. You can that you was... can go to your local comic shop and say, "Hey, I'd like to sign up for the Energon universe, please," and they'll go, "Okay, sure." You can totally do that. Yeah. Um. So, Nick, have you seen 
spoilers for Rise of the Beast. Yeah, I've read all the spoilers. Okay. So we had a big thing that happened at the end of uh, Rise of the Beast where right. we now have G.I. Joe crossing over with Transformers in the movie. Right. Um, Hasbro dropped something in their HasLab teaser for the Dragonfly that mm-hmm. mentioned the word Energon. Mm-hmm. And now we've got G.I. Joe and Transformers crossing over comics. How much of this is all tied together in your guys' thought process? Well, I imagine that's why trans- that's why G.I. Joe has three books. I imagine, you know, they're going to have the next movie that's a live-action film. And so they're going to want to build up material to sell for that movie. I just want to say on a personal note that Transformers and G.I. Joes are always tied together in my in my thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't extricate them. They hurt. They hurt. Fires, you know, burning. Um, Breaking them apart would be like shooting up Bumblebee. Were you, were you on the show last week? I didn't have a chance to watch it yet. I know no one pays attention to me, and that's okay. No, I didn't know. Were you, were you on the show? Who was running the show last week? I don't remember. Yes, no. Peter, me, and Rick's feet were on the show. Rick's feet? Rick's feet. Oh, Rick lying down with the phone 20 feet away from him with the dog barking? Oh, that was classic. He's like on his side, like, Ugh. All right. The Void Rivals trade paperback hasn't even been solicited on... Amazon yet. I just want to go check for that because they solicit things way earlier. Oh, you, you know? I haven't the listing yet. Oh, I should also mention that this is all happening in the middle of image switching distributors. Oh. Switching from Diamond to Lunar. So I don't, I don't know if it's issue 3 or issue 4 is going to be the first one that comes from Lunar. <laughs> yeah. So that's the whole thing. I don't know much about that, uh, so I, I don't know. I'm sure that means a lot to you guys in the, the comic book retail world. Yes. Diamond has been the pretty much the only distributor since uh, a little before I started at the shop up until 2020. So 20 plus years of them being the only game in town. Monopolies, man. It's the American way. USA. USA. <laughs> Yeah, sometime I'll tell you the story about how they weren't declared a monopoly. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's been, it's, it was, uh, this is a longer conversation. I shouldn't get into it here and now. Ugh. We've been on Never for mind. almost two hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, except if you're, for that if 45 you're a retailer, minutes. It's, it's a big yeah. headache well, that there, no, are, there are three distributors start... carrying various things now. We didn't start till nine thirty, and then we had like ten minutes in the middle. It was so yeah. Funny. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. We started at nine forty-five, and we have forty-five minutes of technical difficulties. We've been on for eight minutes. It's all good. <laughs> Bill's been frozen on my screen oh, for about fifteen minutes, so it, it's it's fine. Oh go. yeah, I'm frozen in the, the in the chat too. too. Yeah. 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 There you go, Phil. I'm trying to think if there the, any other death triangle hat. Any other Void Rivals related secrets or things I can let off on? Uh, you, did we mention the second printing cover variants that specifically feature Jetfire? No, we didn't talk about that yet. Those no, are and they're cool. delightful. They are. They So they have announced a, that Void Rivals 1 is going to a second printing because, again, publishers only care about that they're sold out. They don't care if you're sold out. <laughs> 
Um, so they're doing the second printing, which it, it theoretically is for the retailers who didn't take the phone call and get the secret information and so didn't know it was a Transformers book. So now they have another bite at this apple. Um, and, the, and they get the cooler covers? Yeah, they get the cooler covers, yes. Okay. So the cover A of the second printing is just Jetfire against an Autobot logo. It's pretty cool. Um, do you have those images handy you could show on screen, Peter? We'll let him illustrate for us. If I if I wasn't lazy, I could like show myself. But... <laughs> right. So that's the cover A of the second printing, which is nice. Um, and then the cover B is an homage to my favorite book when I was five years old. <laughs> it's Jetfire as Grover in the monster at the end of the book. <laughs> It is so very clever, and I am so very impressed by it. And I am very excited for that cover. I have yeah, my copy case, from when I was a kid. Yeah. I have my copy of uh, Monster at the End of the Book in the garage, which was the one that I read to my daughter when she was yeah. very, very tiny. We have matching sound wave <laughs> onesies. Oh. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, I don't... like. Do we even know if Transformers are going to show up more in this book, or are they? Uh, is, is Jetfire just gone back to his home planet, and uh, I, you know, then we'll get more Transformers in October. They have not said. I have no further knowledge on the subject, and I cannot say. I am willing. I am willing to keep buying Void Rivals on the off chance that I'll get two pages of whoever, or a mention of hey, what was with that guy? You know? <laughs> right. That was really yeah. weird how that thing happened for five minutes. Huh. Anyway, let's that, keep talking. That that would be pretty <laughs> funny. It's like you have a whole run and it ends up being two pages of jet fire. <laughs> so. Ezra poisons the, the void rivals well before <laughs> immediately. Just, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> just burn all goodwill. <laughs> Well, yeah, the thing you know, things like that have never happened is, before. Is how big is this universe, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, because I'm assuming it's, you know, there's Cybertron's obviously involved and Earth is involved, right? But mm -hmm. like how, you know, how big is this galaxy or galaxies or whatever that, uh, that you have? Well, I'm really curious about the Void Rivals home planet. Their home base is this giant, like donut that's orbiting a black hole and they're competing for resources that the black hole is sucking in right so i'm wondering if the black hole winds up being a portal to another universe or something maybe there's something on the other side maybe there's maybe something we, with that maybe we can start with unicron and then just stop exactly <laughs> so i mean from that aspect lucas yeah, we're we're starting off with big galactic uh, scope with this, um, which is I think one of the reasons why they've said that even though GI Joe exists in this universe, it's going to have a much more narrow focus than what we're going to get from these other titles. Right. And big sprawling space battles is more in the Transformers wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Which which I appreciate. When it comes to like shared universes and stuff, I like when 
you know, so-and-so can pop in or there can be a, an occasional mixture of, hey, Phil, you're back. You're moving again. Now you're frozen <laughs> again. Phil's, gonna say, Phil's not back for me. He's still, you're, still frozen. You're in a different oh, position. I can see you just fine, Phil. Okay. <laughs> I can see him, but he's, he's frozen in a different position. No, he I'm frozen unhappy. in the... Yeah, he doesn't freeze for me at all. I don't oh. know. Okay. But I like the occasional sprinkles. Like here's, you know, we're doing our thing, we're doing our thing, and there's a sprinkle or a mention. It doesn't have to be like like we mentioned with the Hasbro verse, where it was, or like like X Men in the mid to late '90s, where it was just constant crossovers. Mm. They just burn burn you out, and you have to get mm-hmm. forty issues a week to follow what's going on. I don't care. I don't, and I don't, and 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 that was what knocked me out of like just Marvel and DC in general when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't, and that's what started breaking me on Transformers a couple of years ago. It was all that has reverse nonsense, and then the reboot yeah. wasn't any good for me. But Peter, and you're I don't, not and reading I, every issue of X Men, X Factor, X Force, Excalibur, uh, and Uncanny X Men. How do you gonna know X. everything that happens in in Extinction Agenda or Extinction <laughs> Crossing? I'm not. I'm not. And I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to count on someone like you to, to fill me in, and then I'll be like, wow, that's just a whole lot that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I don't want to feel burnt out like that or have that like like dismissive attitude toward Transformers and G.I. Joe, despite having felt that way for the non-Hama G.I. Joe for the last decade or more, and the same feeling for Transformers for the last three four years since the big reboot. Um, it's it's so funny with comic books and television and how they compare and both being especially newer television these days or television for the last 20 years serialized serialized storytelling happens in com- and in television all the time and it happens mm-hmm. in comics and people love it in both mediums the problem is you don't for the most part pay for television you do for comics so if that story sucks as a comic, like you know, Nick said, you can't return it. You can't return that book. You can't get your money back. So you're kind of stuck with this thing that is potentially going to just feel like a letdown. Um, and therefore, you've spent your time and your money in it. Whereas, you know, t- television, all right, I spent my time on it, but I didn't really necessarily spend money on it unless you're paying for a premium service. Movies are more serialized storytelling then. But even then, they're their kind of own own little thing. Um, they're also intangible like if you've spent five bucks on a book or even more if you're buying extra covers and all that other stuff mm-hmm. and you don't like it now you can't even get rid of it because someone's gonna offer you a buck maybe or yeah. just you know say oh, use no, it no, as no. Toilet, toilet. no 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 you go on. <laughs> yeah if you're if you're selling comics yeah you're not you're not getting that much for them. No, a buck is <laughs> there you go a buck Why is I... high rolling yeah. You want to know what hasn't been subjected to inflation? The quarter bin. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not true. We used to have 50 cent bins at the old shop. We don't have them anymore. Now okay. it's dollar bins. Okay. There you go. Quarter bins have gone away like the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Cadillacs right. and dinosaurs. I, I will say, though, I am excited that uh, to hear that the other Hasbro properties are not image. So then that way it's much harder for them to do a crossover or they're not going to be enticed. So I don't have to read some stupid well, ROM piece to, of crap. To be Who fair, to be fair uh, we still don't know where mask and visionaries have landed. 
mask I mean, slots nicely. Mask slots nicely into Joe and has done so right. multiple times. Yeah. Right. Right. Are you, are, so what are you saying? Are you saying stop trying to make visionaries happen? Visionaries is not going to happen. I hope <laughs> that that would be great. That's the hope. <laughs> I, I mean, the IDW visionaries weren't even like visionaries they weren't like toy or cartoon based visionaries it was like a whole new take and and which is fine you can do that but it if you're trying to rock that nostalgia button you got to try a little harder and not immediately murder hit the nostalgia not, button. yeah hit the nostalgia button don't just hey look here's the visionaries you sort of kind of don't remember and oh they killed cup <laughs> and he's dead forever i guess and he ended up being dead forever that was terrible it was terrible. We also don't know where Jem landed, but I don't think that's relevant. She's in. She's, she's in Unity. Outrageous. Yeah. Truly, truly outrageous. I think. I think after the Jem movie, Hasbro wants to forget that Jem exists. So sad. I don't. I don't understand why, if you're making a Jem movie, you don't just hire the guy who did Josie and the Pussycats. Films become a goddamn cult classic. I haven't seen that either. You didn't see? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, I think we've probably been droning on long enough tonight. Yeah. Um, is there it, like any other points that we want to touch on before we wrap up? I do uh, want to give a quick shout out to my local comic book store, Blurred's Underground. Uh, they got me three of the covers and, uh, and a poster. Uh, Woo! Very, very nice. It's, I wanted to, I was trying bad, to hang it up the... behind me. It's that poster is one per shop, so you know, hang on to that. Yeah, no, I I, I intend to. It's 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 very nice. Uh, the, the downside to posters like this is that they have all the fold lines in it, oh, but it is, you know, if you hold it up, no one can right see here. it. Yeah, I was What's gonna that? say, unfortunately, since you've oh, been frozen, frozen for like ten minutes, just yeah. pretend it's Jetfire, everyone. Pretend that that Phil's holding uh, up Jetfire. There he is. It says Void Rivals. Two Void Rivals characters on his shoulder. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Um, and thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, thanks to Zaldron and Ron and uh, Duke Nukem uh, as well. And Catherine earlier on as well. So, but, uh, and then I guess, let's see, Zaldron mentioned about the book club, which is Sunday nights at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central on the TF Talk Discord. Uh, I think they're doing some kind of anime thing, I guess. Super God Master Force episodes five and six. Oh, there you go. All right. Fun times. So, all right. Well, thank you guys. And I think uh, I haven't talked to Phil about this. Like, we'll have to kind of figure out for next week. It'll probably be a little bit later in the week because um, I'm not available Monday, Tuesday. So, we'll have to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know what my schedule is next week yet. My wife's got a, a newer schedule, so I'm still getting a yeah. hang of that. Yeah, I apologize for bouncing around. I know it's probably not great for the viewers that you guys had to worry about. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Monday night this week and Tuesday night and whatever. But uh, unfortunately, sometimes our schedules don't line up here. So, but uh, And also, go yeah. check out our interviews on uh, the YouTube page with Daniel Warren Johnson. So hear yeah. uh, a little bit about... His background, why why he's got the art style he does, uh, some cool Kelvin and Hobbs mentions in there, uh, why he was drawing wrestling book, and then uh, some of his thoughts on Transformers. Awesome. 
yeah, thanks for catching up with them. Uh, that's great uh, to to hear more about that. Glad to uh, do it. Oh, before we before we sign off, uh, we are just about a month out from San Diego Comic Con. So, fire you guys. I might stay tuned for more news there. Maybe even things to buy. Stay go. tuned. Wow, wait, there's going to be exclusives at Comic-Con? I know, what a concept, right? What? <laughs> You're going to meal for us, right? No, no, I think they're online only. I don't think they actually have exclusives at the show anymore. The publishers do. Which we now care about comic book publishers again. Right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks, guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure. A presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening. And ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet. And share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at tfylp.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. <laughs>